There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Friday edition of the podcast. We certainly hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving yesterday. We hope that you had many blessings, spent time with family, friends. Uh, those of you that may not have family or friends, I want to invite you to the house of God. Amen. Some of the greatest people in the world I know are the saints of God. And my friend, you come to the house of God and you meet the saints of God. And I thank God for that. A lot of churches you go to, there's no saints anymore. Uh, they're all pro-contempo, anti-Bible, uh, live uh, loose and uh, love sin, don't want to separate themselves unto Jesus Christ. But you go to the house of God. You go where the word of God's being preached. And my friend, you'll find people that love the Lord. People that love the Lord can be some of the best friends in all the world. And I thank God for that. If you don't have friends, it's because you don't show yourself friendly. And if you show yourself friendly, you'll have some friends because the Word of God tells you that. And so just show yourself friendly to somebody. Find somebody else that looks as miserable as you are and just speak to them and just share uh, what the Lord has done for you. If the Lord's not done anything for you, then my friend, you need to go back to Thanksgiving and try and start over again and realize how good the Lord's been to you. And thank the Lord for his many blessings. If you're depressed, despondent, downtrodden, I just need to recall what the Lord has done for you. I know folks that are laid up and sick. I know folks right now in nursing homes, folks in the hospital right now. I've got some friends of ours down south. The little baby was in the NICU for the last week. And uh, they're going through a tough time, struggling. But can I say to you all, if you lift up holy hands without wrath or doubt and just say, blessed be the name of the Lord, bless his holy name. Oh, how good God has been in all of these trials and all of these problems. The Lord's been good in all of these struggles. My friend, you're suffering from depression. You ought to just read that Bible. Just get a hold of God. And my friend, if you're suffering with the, the, the affairs of life and the misery of life, you ought to just read that blessed King James Bible and just bless the name of the Lord and thank him for his goodness to us. Oh, how the Lord's been good to us. And we're going to be back in Matthew 20 today. If the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man... And the word of God says this, that is an householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And so we see that this is what the kingdom of heaven is likened unto. He's going to speak again in this parable. And that's what it's like. This man's gone out to hire laborers. When he got, agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And so again, the hirer, he establishes the wages for the hireling. He finds out one he's going to hire, and he establishes the wages. And this is what the kingdom of heaven is likened unto. And so some early in the morning are out there, and they get agreed a penny a day. And he sends them into his vineyard. They're going to go labor in the vineyard. In verse 3, and he went out about the third hour, and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. And again, he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? They say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. Now, 
I'm just going to put this on pause for just a moment and say this. It's one of these things that we look at because he's speaking of the kingdom of heaven, but this is the reality of what people consider fairness today. This is not fair, but we don't see that necessarily in the word of God. What we see in the word of God is justice. And what we're going to see is likened to the kingdom of heaven is you cannot liken that to fairness or this is right or this is not right because what we see is we see his dear son. When you see his son, you realize in Christ, all things are just. He is justice. He is right. And we have no room to complain, no room to grumble, no room to gripe. It doesn't matter what the wage is. It doesn't matter. The wages of sin was death for us. And we were bound for hell. We were on our way to hell. And my friend, Jesus Christ intervened and drew us out of many waters. Amen. He brought us out with him. We were baptized into Christ, resurrected with Christ. And oh, my friend, the joy, whether you got in there at the first thing in the morning, got there the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, coming down the 11th hour of the day, my friend, it's almost wrapped up. But yet that man goes into the marketplace and he finds that man that's not labored all day. And he goes to him and he says, oh, there was no man to hire us. And all the joy of knowing that he still came to seek and to save. The no joy of knowing that he came down to the marketplace knowing men would be there. And he spoke to them and hired them and brought. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like and done to. It's not about fairness. It's not about uh, what we think is justice. It's about his son. And in his son, all things are right. His son, all things are holy. And everything he does is pure. And everything he does is right. There are some get saved in their 70s. We've seen that a couple of times. Seen several in the last few years get saved in their 60s. We've recently seen an influx of folks getting saved at 15, 16 years old. You say, well, that's just not fair. Oh, my friend, you realize they could have come at the first hour of the day, but thank God he came to visit those in their later years of life. He came to visit that hoary head with the gospel of grace and brought them to salvation. Well, bless his holy name for that. I myself, which had got saved at 15, 16 years old when God first put me under condemnation, brought me under conviction in that church service and that fall revival. And one of the reasons I love fall revival so much, I remember as a boy going to those two-week revivals and hating the preaching, hating the conviction, but man, just something about the fall meetings and baseball on the way home and listening to the World Series and the playoffs on the way home and getting under that uh, under that burden, under that load of conviction, shaking it off, wrestling it off. But I knew that God dealt with me in those fall revivals and all oh, how I wish I had gotten saved, how I look back and I long for that. Had it not been a fool and not been stubborn and not been a rebel, well, what God could have done with me if I had kept myself clean those almost 10 years, nine years since I was under conviction. But instead of defile myself in sin and try to destroy myself in sin, but no telling what God could have done with me told a young lady the other day, she was just 16 years of age, had a good testimony of Jesus Christ. And I said, young lady, the reason I make much about your life is because we don't know people 16 years old living for God. We don't know people 16 years old uh, that are actually sold out to live for Jesus Christ. And when they speak words in the congregation, it's edifying and it's helpful. It's not just some kind of vain repetition. I just wait behind those words. And I just told her, I said, I want to thank you for that. I rejoice to know that God is saving some in that early morning hour. God is saving some that they'll spend their lives living for him and walking with him. They'll continue in the things that we've learned and continue in the things that we've taught. And oh, my friend, what a joy. But thank God for that hoary head that comes in that last hour of the day. And they come down there and that man tells them, I'll give you the what you're worthy of. I'll give you that hire. I'll give you that price. And he comes down there and he prices them out at the end of the day. For he said, call the laborers in verse 8. 
when the evening was come, the Lord of the vineyard said to them, call the laborers. Thank God there'll be a call one day. And all those laborers are going to be called. You say, what is that call? Well, I believe John saw it when he said, come up hither. All the laborers are going to come. They're going to receive that reward. And that reward, my friend, is a great reward. It's that everlasting life we spoke of yesterday on the podcast. And he's going to say, come up hither. And laborers are called. And he said, give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came, they were hired about the 11th hour. They received every man a penny. And oh, my friend, can you imagine the audacity? That man only worked one hour and the evening's coming. He gets the same rate as me. And I worked all those hours and I worked all day long and he gets the same thing. Well, that's the kingdom of heaven. And that's why folks can't see the kingdom of heaven. That's why they don't understand the kingdom of heaven. It's not about fairness. It's about justice. And oh, my friend, why don't you just rejoice over those last hour? Why don't you rejoice over those late hour Christians? Why don't you rejoice over those that have gotten born of God? I've watched as some out of the throes of conviction. And those troubled about their souls, I've watched them wrestle in this matter of faith and then get embittered because someone else gets saved. And, oh, I just, uh, the awfulness of being bitter because somebody else found faith and somebody else found Christ and somebody came at the third hour and was hired out and got their penny for the day. And you sit there in bitterness and you sit there in angst and you sit there frustrated because you feel like God's not going to do it for you. But you know what the problem was? He went down to the market and he found them. And when he called them to the labor, you know what they did? They stepped forward. And they went to the vineyard. And that's where we got a problem. He's called. He's invited. He's gone down. He's found men idly sitting in the marketplace. But will they come? No, they will not. And that's what a lot of lost people are doing. They're just idle. They're just sitting there and idle. They won't seek God. They won't spend time in the word of God. They're not seeking God. They're seeking some experience or they, they say they're waiting on God or they're looking for something else and young ladies looking for a man and young men looking for a woman and all these things, the affairs of life, looking for jobs and looking for money and they're not seeking after God. They're not seeking the things of God. But if they come and that laborer goes down there and they watch laborers go into that vineyard and when they watch them go, they say, you know what? I can go too. I can go in also. And next time he comes to that marketplace, it doesn't matter if it's the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, even to the 11th hour, it's never too late to come. That's the kingdom of heaven. That's the call of God. That's the work of God. And so many, my friend, have turned away, blaming God for their lost condition. Blaming God because they will not come when that call goes out. But all oh, my friend, he called them and gave them their hire. And they received that penny. And in verse 10, but when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the goodman of the house. It's very familiar to us in the story of the prodigal son. What's his problem? Well, he didn't have a problem. He was in sin. He came back to his father. His father took him in. But he had a brother that saw that and thought it wasn't fair. Oh, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not about fair. It's about justice. He'd already spent his inheritance on riotous living. He'd already paid the price for sin. He'd already destroyed his life in sin. But then there's that young man that never left the father's house. That young man that never went out into sin. That young man that never spent his inheritance on riotous living. And all oh, my friend, the bitterness that ensued. Yet God, my friend, God has made a way in the kingdom of heaven that whosoever will may come. And therefore justice is through Jesus Christ. And he says, saying, those that have lost but one hour and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. And he answered one of them and said, friend, I do thee no wrong. 
Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Take that thine is and go thy way. I will give unto this last, even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Thank God for that. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? And by the way, he is not willing that any should perish. And that's the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. He's not willing that any should perish. You say, that's a mystery? I don't understand that to you. I haven't got that figured out yet. I just know that God himself sent his only begotten son into the world. Not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's the promise of God. That's why it's a mystery to me. I can't quite figure that. I can't figure why God would want an old sinner like me. Why God would take an old wretched, vile man like I was and bring me into Jesus Christ and enter me into that kingdom and come there about the third to the sixth hour of the day, somewhere in there, I came. He came down, he called, and I said, you know what, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to go be his. And I went into that vineyard and began to labor for him. And my reward, my friend, will be the same as that man that comes at the 11th hour. My payment will be what I've agreed. You know what, that payment's everlasting life. That payment is the joy of the Lord. That payment is to know him. I got a preacher friend of mine. He says, he says, if I never receive a reward for the labor on the other side of eternity, he said, seeing these people get saved and walk with God is enough of a reward for me. And I've echoed that sentiment, my friend, sitting there watching folks that now walk in Christ that we've labored over, prayed over, begged God for. And see, it doesn't matter the hour of the day. We've just seen them come. We've seen them respond to the call of God. And my friend, there's no greater joy on this earth than seeing folks walk in truth. I have greater, no greater joy to see my children walk in truth. That's twofold, by the way. That is your family, but it's also those children that you've labored over, those children you prayed over. And blessed be the name of the Lord. He says, thine eye evil because I am good. So the last shall be first and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. And again, the Calvinist uses that verse, twists it all out of shape, says, well, that's, you know, he doesn't really choose all of them. No, many are called, but few chosen. How do you get chosen? Well, one thing, you got to be in the marketplace. And secondly, when he calls, you got to show up. Can I say it on this wise, going back to the old days of asparagus picking and blackberry picking in Searfoss, Maryland, when old Mr. Miller would call from the farm truck, tell you what you do, you get on the truck. If you don't get on the truck, guess what happens? You don't get hired. And he'd come out there and call six o'clock in the morning. We'd be up there with bushel baskets. He'd have a knife. We weren't allowed to have knives. He'd go out there in the cool of the morning, snap that asparagus off. We'd walk acres and acres. Usually done by 8.15, run home, take a quick shower, catch the school bus. we head on up the road to school. And my friend, how the goodness of God in those days was manifest to us. Every time he called, and my friend, I'd get in that truck and go make $4 an hour picking asparagus. Every time he called, we'd go make $0.32 cents a, a quart picking strawberries, and I believe it was $0.25 cents a pint for picking blackberries. But you know what took place? I had to respond to the call, and therefore I was chosen. I remember the day I didn't show up for work. You know what? I didn't get chosen. I remember the day I slept in. I didn't get chosen. I remember the day I got distracted. I didn't get chosen. I remember the day I just didn't feel like going. I didn't get chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. And my dear friend, if you're one of those, you're wondering why you haven't been chosen, you need to hear the call of God. Respond to the call of God. Have a great weekend. Pray for our services. They begin Sunday in Moxville, Living Waters Baptist Church. Pray the Lord to give us a good meeting. Hope you have a wonderful weekend in the Lord. And Lord, we'll be back here on the podcast on Monday. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy
You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.